0: This is one of those Sundays that I'm grateful to be preaching, and I wish that we had like three hours. I love these parables, and today you can tell from the way that the gospel concludes. We're coming to the conclusion of the 13th chapter of the gospel of Matthew, and you'll remember that for these last couple of weeks, we've been listening to Jesus give us these different parables. We started out with the sower who went out to sow, And then Jesus talked to the disciples about why he's using parables in the first place, and then he explains the parable of the sower. And then we got the wheat and the tares and the mustard seed and the yeast that a woman took and put in with flour and raised the whole uh, loaf. And then today, of course, we get these next three parables together, and I think the church gives them to us together in this way for a reason— And this is why I say I wish we had like three hours to talk about this, but I would say when you get home later today, open up your Bible and just read through the 13th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew and ask our Lord to speak to you through these parables, to talk to you, and in particular the ones we get today, because I think that first one about the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in the field. And that's the interesting thing as we go through our day-to-day lives in this fallen world. We know that to find the goodness of the kingdom of heaven takes a little bit of work. You know, you can't just flip on the TV, oh, there it is. It's all good news, right, all the time. I mean, I get nothing but, but peace every time I watch anything, right? No, it's insane. It's, everything is sort of buried, and as our culture moves further and further from Jesus Christ, the harder and harder it is to see the treasure in the midst of our typical daily lives in the culture. We have to do some hard work to unearth the treasure, to pull it out, to unbury it, so to speak, but it is there to be found. We know that Jesus Christ became one of us, fully like us in everything except sin, and yet fully divine at the same time, lived, suffered, died, and rose from the dead for us, and frankly, folks, that changes everything. And as it says in the Song of Songs about love, anyone who says that they want to purchase love would be roundly mocked, right? That you can't just buy love. I mean, the Beatles even told us that, right? Money can't buy me love. We know it, it's there, and it's true here too. This person can't go and buy the treasure. It it doesn't cost him anything, so to speak. It costs him everything. He has to sell all that he has to buy the field that basically our day-to-day lives need to be completely about obtaining that treasure. I'll just give you a little example of, you know, I like to be able to just sort of purchase something quickly. Uh, I used to, when I would take my car in for service, it's like I'd let the dealership do this or that, but then I wanted to, like, find out where I could get it cheaper somewhere else. It's like, okay, I don't want to buy tires from you. I'm going to go over here where I can save X percent, Okay, I don't have any time anymore. So it's just like, just do what you're gonna do. I want to keep having my car so I can get to the hospital and wherever else I gotta go. Now it's more important to me to just have the time to keep working. I, I I have to like engage in everything. I can't just purchase my time. It's a little stupid analogy, but there you go. When it comes to our faith life, we can't just purchase it and be done with it like I am with my car. No, it takes. Everything, every bit of our day should be about obtaining this treasure. As I tell the kids in the school all the time, what's the most important thing? What are we striving to become? Diego, what are we striving to become? Where's Diego? He just graduated. Saints. He, he got it right, by the way. He just graduated. If he hadn't gotten that right, he would have had to go back to third grade. Uh-huh. So, but he got it right. It's true. We're striving to become saints. That means that we are totally enraptured with the treasure that everything that we do is about obtaining that. And it doesn't mean that we're weird. In fact, it means that we're, frankly, interesting. That we're not like zombies like everybody else just going after the same things. Just stuff that we heard in the opening prayer that just passes away, right? Now, that doesn't mean we don't go on vacation, we can't have money. No. All of those things, it says we deal with the things that pass in such a way to hold to those things that eternally endure. The reality is, and we know it, we know that it's true, that pleasure goes away so quickly, that money and honor, I mean, think about honor, and you might get some thumbs up on a post, and three seconds later, everyone is forgotten, right? I mean, it's so quickly that things go by, all of the things of our life need to be put at the service of becoming saints, of embracing our Lord, of knowing that he loves us, how you spend your time how you spend your money and frankly as yesterday was the 52nd anniversary of humani vitae how you use the gift of sexuality that ultimately it's there for union and bringing life into the world between a husband and a wife if all of a sudden it's just about pleasure seeking it will tear you apart but if you give all of those gifts to Christ goodness will come out of it is it easy no but neither is unbearing a treasure Neither is selling everything to get a land, but it's worth it. It's worth giving your all to receive Christ, to be with him all the time. And this is where I got to tell you, in moving into the second parable for today, I saw it in a completely new light this time, because so often I just think, oh, it's just a continuation of the first one, treasure and a pearl. Great. No, but notice this. Jesus doesn't say the kingdom is like a a great pearl. He says the kingdom of heaven is... It's like a merchant. He starts with that. It's like a merchant. And I'll tell you what really came to me is that prayer at the end of the rosary. Oh God, whose only begotten Son, by his life, death, and resurrection, has purchased for us the rewards of eternal life. The kingdom of heaven, it's like Jesus, who sells everything, who lays down his whole life in search for that fine pearl. And you know what that fine pearl is? It's you. He loves you. He's come to you. I mean, imagine this, that today, each of you individually will encounter Christ in the Eucharist. That it's not as though we do this sort of a thing where, you know, it's just like, okay, everybody, we're all here. Have a great day. I mean, there is an individual encounter where I say the body of Christ and you say amen. And I know it's quick. I know it's not many words, but it's so deep that he has done all of this for you that ultimately the treasure in the field is for you to know him and this is the beautiful thing that he knows you that to come into that love of christ is to know and to be known that nothing else in this world can give us so much nothing else promises that we will be known in the very depths of our being that we will be treated as a fine pearl that he gives up everything for completely emptied himself we celebrate the new and eternal covenant once again in this mass in which he pours out his blood for you. He does that for you and that is something that does not pass away. And so like that first parable it's worth giving our all for. It's worth examining our consciences and asking where have I not let you in? Where am I keeping you at arm's length? Where am I not going after the great treasure that is his insurpassable love for us. And just to reflect on that and to think about our day-to-day lives and how we live that and how we go after that treasure is so important. And he gives us a parable about the end of time. We've got the fact that it's at, he's after you. And at the same time, the net goes after all of us. I mean, it's an incredible thing that only God can do. He can love us individually. He can know us better than we know ourselves, and he can do that for each and every one of us. It's not like a a corny sort of like very important customer card, right? And I don't mean any disrespect to the grocery stores. God love them. But they don't love you like Jesus does, and I think they would admit that ultimately, right? I mean... And he's able to come after each and every one of us, to love us individually, to know us so well, to give us his all. And yet, we've only got so much time to respond. Eventually, that net does go out. Eventually, the good and the bad get separated from one another. We do have to make a choice. And we make that choice in everything that we do. We choose him or not when we choose to give that little bit of gossip. We choose him or not when we decide what we're gonna click on on the internet. We decide him or not when you know, we, we have that sarcastic comment towards the deacon or not, right? When we have all of these different opportunities in our day-to-day life in which we choose him or we don't. And the question for us ultimately is, is are we choosing him in everything? If that net gets thrown out today, in all honesty, look within yourself and be totally honest with yourself. Which way would I go? Am I choosing him more, or am I choosing the things that pass more? Because frankly, those things that pass are very tempting. We do want to go after them. They're so much easier than unbearing a treasure, but they're not worth it. They won't last. If we don't ultimately put all of the things of our life at his service, we will be disappointed. That ultimately, as it says, the man who found the treasure, what did he do? He went out with joy and sold everything that he had. Notice in the responsorial psalm today, Lord, I love your commands. That ultimately to follow him is not drudgery. To spend time every day in prayer is not a pain. Is it hard to get into? Yes. Are there times we don't feel like it? Yes. But we've got to lay down our lives. And I'll tell you, I know families, it's harder than it is for us priests. We have a hard vocation to discern. We got a much easier one to live. It's so much easier for me to get up early in the morning and get in here for prayer. I know. You got kids to take care of. You're not just getting yourself ready. You're getting a whole family ready and to get here. But still, how are you driving in? How are you spending the time with the family? Do you ever stop and say, hey, guys, let's pray a decade of the rosary? I was just talking with a friend yesterday about a Marian statue they put in their house. And he said, I'm going to promise to pray at least a decade every time I pass her. So at least one a day. And he said that was a long time ago. He didn't know how he could do it. And now he's praying three rosaries a day. Now, it sounds like crazy, right? It's like the person who, gosh, I don't know if I can get outside and walk. And like three years later, they're running marathons. Now, from the beginning, it seems like you can't do it. But as you grow in that joy, as you grow in that love, as you put every moment of your day at the service of going after that treasure, you'll fall in love. You'll find true and lasting joy, and frankly, anything that's worth going after is worth sacrifice, and our Lord is telling us, make the sacrifice. I can tell you as someone who has been after this, I entered the seminary 16 years ago. I've been striving to live my faith for a long time. I haven't been praying the rosary every day until like four or five years ago, and now I can't imagine missing my daily appointment with our Blessed Mother. I love it. It used to feel like drudgery. I didn't want to pray the rosary, but now... So the best parts of my day. This is the thing. Start. Just get going. Just each and every day, take the time to go after that treasure, the treasure of the merchant who sold everything to obtain you. And do it today because that net will come for all of us or for one of us individually. It happens. We know our life doesn't last forever. We have the time today to choose him. I promise you it's worth it. Praise be Jesus Christ. Now.